0: I didn't expect this past weekend to have as much activity as it did, but thanks to one little retweet, I found myself in the middle of a protest I wasn't at and the controversy I didn't start thanks to a media that doesn't understand how Twitter works. Looking for what's probably my most controversial episode ever? Here's your show. Episode 266, One Little Retweet. This is the Aircast for the week of August 30, 2015 from aircast.com. aircast.com. Welcome to the Aircast. So, thanks for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host Eric Larson. 206-339-3742 listener feedback line that we put right up front. So, if you decide to call in, you can play back from the beginning and say, "Oh, that's what that number is." I will tell you I really don't want to do this show, but I really kind of need to. So this is a rare episode where it's scripted. We'll see if I stick with that. Already I have to go right off script because um, you need some context that the Ericast is what we, though it's just me, um, call a personal podcast. Because either you know who I am and you're thinking, "Why are you talking about, Eric? I want to find out what this whole big story was. Oh, gee. Or you've arrived here somehow because you want to know what the story is and you have no idea who I am. So this is going to give you some background on, on who I am. Um, so that's what the aircast is been doing this since, uh, 2005. Um, and other than like the first one or two episodes, I typically don't script them. I just have notes and I go spontaneously off of those, but this one's, this one is scripted. We'll see how, how that goes. Uh, writing has been really cathartic, but you kind of have to hang in there. Give me a little extra grace. Make sure you call that listener feedback line 206 339 eric E-R-I-C, uh, with whatever thoughts and reactions you have, because um, this conversation is not over. So, speaking of, this is not a work-safe, child-safe episode of the podcast. The podcast usually is, this episode is not, um, unless you want to be explaining a lot to your kids and your colleagues. So put your headphones on, because um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the, the, the chant clip. Later, i <laughs> got to grab my phone. I think I'll just play it live off of that rather than editing it in. But put your headphones on. Um, anyway, first a little background, um, what you don't know about me is that as a kid, I was this huge anti-war protester, at least as as huge as you can be as like a scrawny 11-year-old, I was just a kid. Um, but if you're younger than I am, that will sound really strange because you don't understand what it was like to live under the very real threat of nuclear annihilation by the Soviet Union that was going to be triggered by selfish selfish, warmongering hawk of a Republican like Robert, Ronald Reagan. Um, that's That was kind of our, our world there, um, or at least that's how I would have summarized it at the time. So, um, I am not a stranger to protests, and um, not even to protests that are kind of in the same political wing as the Black Lives Matter movement. So, you also need to know that I now hold what is the awkward, politically impossible philosophy of a universal life ethic, which is basically... I don't think people should intentionally kill people. Not via abortion, not via the death penalty, ideally not via war, though that gets more complicated. Um, I think there are cases where it's excused, which is different from calling something justified, and that is a topic for a whole nother podcast on which I will invite my wife because she became state debate champion based on that distinction in her first cross-ex of her final debate round. So, I understand that the slogan and the hashtag of Black Lives Matter is, it's just, it's not, it's not helpful to be belligerent to that and say, no, all lives matter. Because yes, all lives matter. Absolutely. But Black Lives Matter is not saying Black Lives Matter at the exclusion of all of their lives. Okay. Like in the same way, when I talk about the effects of legalized abortion on demand in this country, I'm the first to to challenge you and say, I don't think it's a reasonable counter-argument to say, well, don't you care about the children who are already born? Yes, I do, but it's not legal to kill them. So the more pressing discussion at hand is abortion, because that's what's legal in this country, and that's what we're discussing politically. Okay, I think that's a fair distinction. So in the same way, since we have a concern about crime and punishment and and police response to people of color in this country um, i have no problem with black lives matter as a as a slogan as a hashtag etc um, and i i don't i don't hear that as you know and other lives don't okay so there's there's the black lives matter context for the protest discussion that's coming but you also have to understand that in minnesota we have the minnesota state fair and if you're not from around here it's a really, really, really big deal. We kind of joked in recent AirCast episodes about you know summer's here, all three days of it or whatever. Um, but the, the Minnesota State Fair, the great Minnesota get together, it's kind of that last hurrah of summer. You know, we're coming into Labor Day as this is being recorded. Um, that's that's when the fair happens, and it's it's a big deal. So in the news was the fact that the local Black Lives Matter movement leaders, and then we could get. In, to the argument about well what's a leader and who's leading that or whatever. But let's just kinda of go with it. You know, there there is a, a, a protest under that under that heading. Um they announced that they were going to have a a march and a protest kind of down the main traffic artery to to the fairgrounds. There uh, the fairgrounds are between downtown St. Paul and Minneapolis, um kind of north of the Central Corridor and it's a, you know big big main read there, new road there, Snelling Avenue kinda of goes around the, the you know the east side of the fairgrounds. Um they're going to have a march and a protest to kind of down that main traffic artery, um, and yes, intentionally, you know, screwing up traffic. Which it's like, look, you're going to be inconvenienced. Well, our you know our challenges are more than just inconveniences, um, and they were going to do this on Saturday the 29th, which is a really big day for the fair because people kind of go on the weekends, even though it stretches for a week and a half or whatever. That's that's going to be a big deal. Okay, all right. Scroll down in the notes. So. We're not going to talk about whether the protest is good or bad or indifferent or, or whatever. It's just a fact. It was it was a big deal. There there are you know, news reports of it. If you want to go and find out the the, the meaning behind it, and there was, there are some explanations of, of uh, demands isn't the right word, but um, uh, you know issues that are being called out, etc. Et um, that, that was the scoop. Okay, so on Saturday, I'm working around the house. And check the phone at some point. Twitter starts lighting up about the protest. It, it is indeed happening. It wasn't cancelled. It turned out there were lots of people there. Um I think one number is like 900 or something. Um, it's, you know, you know, going on. And I love the concept of citizen journalism. I gotta remember Dave was a journalism professor, so this whole notion of using, you know, you don't have to rely on a media cycle and waiting for the newspaper to land at your door. You know? um, getting that different picture of an event. Not necessarily a more accurate or complete picture than what might have been represented in like that traditional mainstream media thing, um, but you get another piece of the puzzle. And There are always different views, different perspectives. So, the first thing I saw was a video clip. And I saw a couple of tweets or whatever, but once the first video I saw was a video clip of protesters chanting, turn up, don't turn down. We're doing this for Mike Brown. Okay. Now with a wife who's a high school teacher, I've heard the phrase turn up is, is used out there, you know, by kids these days, uh, but in every context I've ever heard it, it doesn't simply mean, you know, let's, let's turn up, let's appear, let's show up at an event, um, but I honestly don't know if the the getting turned up drug reference is a common one, or if that's what was intended to imply by these protesters. I I don't. Know. It caught my ear because I'm like, um, that doesn't just mean let's all show up here. I think that's I think that there's sort of a drug implication. Um, so I tweeted that out, like, hey, do they do the protesters intend this drug reference? Um, and nobody said anything. Fine, you know, whatever most of my tweets don't get any responses to anything and that's that's fine. I mean I was kind of curious if anybody, you know, knew or had some context but whatever. That was 1:38 p.m. on Saturday, August 29. <laughs> so, about an hour later, I was looking through the black fair hashtags. That was the hashtag being used for this particular protest. And I caught a phrase that seemed pretty shocking. You know, you see things like that? Really? It was a tweet from Mr. Nico G, M R N I K O G, and it read, "Pigs in a blanket, fry em like bacon." And it had the hashtags Black Fair, Black Lives Matter, FTP, ACAB. Now, I have no idea what ACAB is. I haven't looked it up. I might not want to. Um, FTP. Pretty sure it doesn't stand for File Transfer Protocol in this context. Um, nor does it stand for Friend the Police. You can just insert your other F word of choice. Okay. So, um, the video clip showed protesters you know, standing behind a banner, just like in my old you know Kids for Peace days, and we were you know leading a march. Um, that's I, I I know that look. That's fine. Um, and I thought, okay, are they are they, are they Are they really saying that? I mean, that's the quote, but are they really saying that? I mean, what's what's the context? Um, So I played the video, and in fact, let me grab the video here, okay? Turn up my volume a little bit, go into my Twitter. There's the clip. I'll just come back here into my feed. Yeah. That, okay. That's that's what they're saying. Uh, they're, they're yelling. It's not just a calm, peaceful statement. They're, yeah, they're yelling. Um, and the camera pans left, so it's framed in the protesters. And the camera pans left to show that they're they're indeed at the front of the march. And as you swing around, it's being led by squad cars. The police are right. There, there are like two squad cars, and there's this, this weird little golf cart truck thing. Um, so then I thought, okay, really from our state fair, or was it someone else tweeting something from some other event or whatever? Um, so I played back from the beginning to make to make sure, and, and it and it, it sure was. That's I recognize those buildings. There's like the Space Needle thing. It's a it's a permanent ride that goes up a big tower, and there's really nice view from the top. I was there like. You know, thirty years ago, um, the you know the fair buildings in the background. Um, I immediately knew that they're walking south on Snelling Avenue, which is is the the main road there. Um, and what I thought is, okay, the story wasn't the 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 chant itself, but that they're chanting it directly at the police officers in front of them who are escorting them down. A pretty major road. I mean, it's like if you're on snowing, it's like it's four lanes plus, you know, on off ramps and stuff. If you don't have a police escort and there's traffic around, I mean, I suppose you could just block the roads off miles down, but um, it, it's, a, it's a, this is not like some little side street. It's a, it's a main, you know, it's one step shy of freeway there. Um, like, wow, they're shouting it like right at the police. So rather than just retweet, I did an MT, a modified tweet, because I, I removed everything but the Blackfair tag, the extra hashtags, um, to give room to comment. Um, and because Blackfair is really the most you know, relevant tag at the time, I mean, it's what's happening, it's what the event is. Um, but that meant it wasn't just a pure RT. I can just use RT and, and retweet it because I'd modified it. So you use MT. If you know anything about Twitter, that's how Twitter works. MT is a, it's less common, but that's the convention for a modified um, retweet. And at the front, I added four words that I actually thought very, very carefully about. I remember like deleting a couple times and and tweaking. I thought very, very carefully. Four words. As. Like, you know, while, at the time. um, Emphasizing that the video, if anyone bothered to watch the video, um, shows that this is, this is, this is being said right, right now. Like this is, it's like right, right, there. Okay. To set up the next three words. So as police, I thought about saying like as St. Paul police, uh, but I didn't know if they're actually from St. Paul. I and mean, we play the video a few times, like zoom in or something and try to figure out, well, are those St. Paul squad cars or do they bring in the sheriffs or whatever? But you know, police is a, is a good generic term. And say cops because cops, um, even though it's shorter and in Twitter every letter counts, but it's got an informal connotation. You could think is it is it is it slang? Is it negative? Whatever. It's like with police that works. as police escort, okay, like like lead, but they're not leading or directing it. So it wasn't really like as they lead it, but. They're not just kind of present by happenstance, like, well, police are around or as the protesters pass by. they're they are clearly there in a coordinated effort, which also then indicates that that what you're gonna see is not just a random collection of yelling people, but it's it's an organized group. and it's the present tense because I was tweeting about it as it happened, so it wasn't that they escorted, you know as police escorted, but as as they escort as as the police escort. The escort is happening right now. It's a verb. A little awkward in the terminology because people talk, talk about like a police escort. Um, so I, I grant that the phrasing is a little awkward. Oftentimes it is in Twitter. I was thinking escort as a verb. Last word, Protest. I thought about protesters as police escort protesters, um, but that implies that they're escorting, like, individual protesters, like they, they pulled them aside or, you know, took them or they're escorting them to the, the paddy wagon or whatever they use these, these days, um, you know, take them somewhere against their will. Um, but they weren't directing individuals. They were at the front of a group event. So, as police escort protest. That's how I frame this video. As of this recording, That tweet has gotten 107 retweets, 29 favorites, and lots and lots of replies. The first four reactions, it's Saturday afternoon, um, there was a retweet. and Someone said, make it stop. Okay, I'm pro or con, I don't know, I'm assuming they were against that, but whatever. Um, Then there was a retweet. Um... Which is, which is really interesting, uh, with the comment, chant to kill police along the march led by white people. Um, which I would think that the people of color leading the march would take offense to because they are pretty identifiable if you pay attention to the tweet stream. Um, and no, they do not consider themselves white according to th- their, their Twitter accounts. So while you glance at the video and say, you know, There are white people leading it. Um, no, if you're talking about like her or him, they would not say they're white. So I, I, okay. Already this is uh, an interesting racial challenge. Black lives matter. How black do you need to be for it to matter? This is getting awkward. Anyway, uh, then Kate Madonna Hines, you've heard me refer to her uh, before in the uh, podcast, local, um, you know, Twin Cities social media expert, um, replied with three words, periods in between. Oh, my God. Then, uh, win the war on math, <laughs> tweeted, this chant is obviously anti-cop and Islamophobic. Delicious pork imagery is hate speech. Okay, there you go. There's kind of a good range, and I figured it would end right about there. It didn't. so, At some point, this this flood of commentary, which kept coming, um, got even more intense, and I realized it must have been picked up um, by someone somewhere. This there's got this is not just casual retweeting. Um, Well, it turns out it was Daily Caller. dot com that picked up Saturday evening. So then people started. Um, reposting that story if you do a Google search um, for at Am Larson um, and um, Bacon <laughs> just use those two words uh, you will find all the various places that it got reposted uh, because Breitbart went back to the original source since all I do is I just retweeted the video so Breitbart went back to the original source poster and ran the story that way nobody else did Nobody, including WCCO, which is our main CBS affiliate here in the Twin Cities, the the, the 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 good neighbor as the radio used to to say, they've been around forever, big station. So, when my dad sent me a message on Facebook on Sunday night at ten twelve p.m. that said, "I'm watching Channel 4's ten p.m. newscast." And several times as the video was being shown, I saw credit Eric M. Larson. Well, I hearkened back to the famous words of Kate Madonna Hines. Oh my God. So I went to the WCCO website and yep, there was. <laughs> this was an interesting news story. They covered both angles. The police are upset, the protest leaders are unapologetic, and they're in the corner every time they play the video, a little super in the corner. Upper left, credit, Eric M. Larson. So you will find in my Twitter history that I then spent a good chunk, a chunk of Sunday evening tweeting and then directly reaching out via Facebook to like the producer that I know there saying that, okay, an MT, it's a modified retweet. That video is not mine. And the thing is, it's a retweet that's a reply to the original. So if you only see the the... Original video and original, you know, my tweet and you know, nothing about MT or Twitter. I mean, maybe you could say, well, I don't know why he's at adding this other person or whatever, but okay. But in Twitter, it shows up as a reply to the original video. All right. So before you think that I regret that the video went viral, I actually, I, I don't. News is news. Facts are facts. And 19 seconds of footage, where the videographer was good enough to turn around and give the context, tells a story. But I don't get credit for capturing the story, because it wasn't my story. It was someone else's story. He or she, I assume it's a he, because it's MR, Mr. Nico, um, he shared it. Now, I pointed out that he shared it. And I put some pretty useful text on the front to clarify what the what story was being told, because uh, you wouldn't know it from the thumbnail of the video. The video just looks like every other picture that was shot by media photographers, everybody else that day. They show the front of the protest walking toward the camera, nice, nicely framed, and just don't include the, the police in the shop. They're right there. Um, but that's all I did. So, what did we learn in this experience. Um, one, citizen journalism is powerful. Two, as I tell my girls, always think about what's around and behind the camera lens outside of the frame. Three, words have power, like that chant. Four, context is everything. Because the way the video was shot gave some context that the other dramatically framed photos and things didn't. Yet, the video didn't give the whole context of a four-hour march. So, in philosophical terms, I would say that understanding this rhetoric and this, this scene is necessary but not sufficient for understanding what that march and, and the movement overall is about. And five, in the court of public opinion... These protesters can't win, and neither can the police. Because here's the deal. The cops in the scene are quoted as having said two things. Maybe I'm sure they said more, but there are two things that are out there in the the press quotes. Um, The first one that came out is, this is what democracy looks like. And someone said, everybody likes bacon. We can all get behind that. Okay? Now... One is serious, and we assume that it was said in a sincere tone, not not like an incredulous or, or exasperated one, like, this is what democracy looks like. I'm going to read it, even though I mean, it was in print, um, as, you know, this is what democracy looks like. Um, and the other one's funny. It's maybe not funny you know, to, to those who don't eat pork, Um, but I I think they'd probably it. it's it's funny. I don't think it's going to be offensive to them. Um, Everybody likes bacon, we can all get behind that. Because I'm pretty sure cops are trained to de-escalate situations, you know, and good cops actually do that. So that's what you're seeing here. you know, whipping out your weapon of choice because someone insults you is is wrong, and it's bad PR. And I suspect these cops hear much, much worse on a typical beat. So, you know, hey, it's the protest, it's, you know, that's what it is. But then, once they finally wake up to this story, that's all over social media and various national sites. WCCO goes out seeking a comment. So, what are the cops supposed to say when you go to a, uh, you know, an official police spokesman? You know, I can say, you know, well, you know, these kids—they get whipped up about stuff. They know what they're saying. You, know, you let them mature a bit, and they realize the world isn't as clear cut as they as they think it is now. It's like, no, they can't. They can't say that's not going to work. So they say it's offensive because it is offensive. It is. Oh well, you know it is. You know, this isn't a chant of, you know, most cops are good, let's make sure the bad ones are brought to justice. Because first of all, that has no rhyme or, or cadence or anything, so it wouldn't make a good chant. Um, and second, that's not the protester's point. We're talking you know, major institutional change, not minor tweaks, right? So now you've got the protesters saying, you know, look, it was just one chant, it's no big deal, it's just words. But the entire foundation of civilized society is that words have meaning. And yes, you have the right to free speech and free expression, but when you freely express an idea, then you need to be prepared for people to say, I think that idea is wrong. So you have the protesters who are either naive kids who don't know what they're saying or they're evil people trying to undermine society and murder police and apparently bankrolled by George Soros, according to the the tweets that I was getting. So this is not a happy situation. And where does society go from here? Is there a white privilege? I'm sure there is. You can't... You can't get any whiter than this white suburbanite sitting in his basement. I mean that's that's the irony of this. You know, so will I ever know but probably not. Because I'm 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 inside that system. I'm not gonna be the next John Hard Griffin. And if you don't know who he is, you need to read his book like I did when I was twelve or thirteen. After I was doing the peace protests, you know, I moved on to something different. So you know, why was I, the one retweeted when you know, Mr. Nico G, whose full Twitter name is Empathy with the Anarchist Circle A in the middle, um, why was he not? You know, I suppose part of it was the, the four words of context as police escort protest. You know, that's I think that added some value to it. Copyright Eric M. Larson, um, but not my video. I think part of it probably was that I had a name, a face, a website. You know, I haven't looked at the stats, but good luck to anybody that dug around on my website because it's, it's a mess and has been updated in ages, but it's on the Twitter bio. I mean, I'm very clearly a real person. Um, no, no, no secrets here. You know, and do I have those things out there in the public because, you know, I, I know the system or you know, I've got nothing to fear? And it's like, I don't know. I, that's just who I am. I am who I am and I, I, I'm not that hard to figure out. You do a podcast for 10 years, people kind of know what's on your heart and mind. You know, there you go. Um, so, you know, if, if I have a problem with my front door and my neighbors see me and some stranger trying to, to break it down, um, you know, my neighbors, well, they know me, so they probably wouldn't call the police which is interesting but if they did if the police came to the door and they told me they were investigating a break in my response wouldn't be you know the quote why because I'm a black man in America um, because I'm not and because I don't have any experiences that would cause me to think of responding with belligerence toward the police I don't maybe if I did I would actually you know um, the really the really belligerent police in Mount Vernon Iowa who stopped me for improper backing on a really cold January night but that's just because they thought I was drunk and were resentful that I wasn't and didn't get to pull me in for a DWI they're just they're, you know they that, that had that's what they do and it was I was you know that had nothing to do with my race um, so I don't you know that wouldn't be my default reaction and if they asked me for proof that it really was my house, I'd say, "Well, hang on, let me grab my license." You know, even though I've done it with the beard now, it still looks like me. That's fine. But if I got belligerent and argumentative, then you know, I'd probably be arrested, just like the 911 tapes of the Henry Louis Gates arrest document. That you know, that's yeah, you you behave that way, you might get arrested. And if I were arrested, I don't think any president of any administration would bother to comment, let alone say, well, I think the police acted stupidly. See, these experiences, this is this is not a world that I'm that I'm I'm a part of or I'm going to be a part of. That I know of. But what I do know is that our race issues in this country, they didn't start with the current presidential administration. They didn't end with a beer summoned at the White House. But at the time, Gates said, my entire academic career has been based on improving race relations, not exacerbating them. I'm hopeful that my experiences will lead to greater sensitivity to issues of racial profiling in the criminal justice system. And then he called the cop a pig and said he should try like bacon. No, no, he did not do that. Because that's not the kind of dialogue that we want to encourage. Is it? Let me know what you think. Call 206-339-3742. Leave a message. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.